Hello, my name is Jamil Mushtaq and today I'll be doing a brief overview of glaucoma. Um, so this podcast will go over the definition of glaucoma, relevant anatomy and physiology, and finally the clinical features, uh, investigations and management used. Okay, so if we begin with the definition... Glaucoma is a progressive optic neuropathy with characteristic changes in the optic nerve head and visual field, which is strongly associated with increased ocular pressure. So there are two main things to note here. Firstly, it is possible to have glaucoma without raising intraocular pressure, such as in normal tension glaucoma. It's also possible to have increased intraocular pressure without glaucoma such as in ocular hypertension. So this is uh, something to bear in mind when looking at glaucoma. Okay, so if I go on to the relevant anatomy and physiology. So the aqueous humor uh, is a transparent gelatinous liquid that maintains intraocular pressure. Uh, it's produced by the ciliary body, which is located in the posterior chamber, around the lens. So the aqueous humor goes from the posterior chamber into the anterior chamber via the pupil, which is a gap in the iris, and then is drained by the canal of Schlem, which is located in the angle between the iris and the cornea. Okay, so that brings us on to the two types of glaucoma. So the first is called uh, open angle uh, glaucoma and this is where there's a large angle or an open angle between the iris and the cornea. This means that the canal of Schlem is not obstructed by the iris. There's also closed angle glaucoma where there is a small or an acute angle between the iris and the cor cornea. Um, and this means that the iris is impeding the drainage of aqueous humor. So in this case, the iris may be pushed shut by posterior chamber pathology, or it may be pulled shut by anterior chamber pathology. And we'll go in, into this in more detail later. So finally, what are the consequences of this um, increased pressure, which is mostly present in glaucoma. So the first is corneal edema. So this is where um, fluid finds its way into the surface of the cornea. And finally, uh, optic neuropathy and optic head changes, which are classical in glaucoma. So let's move on to the clinical practice and the clinical features, etc. So there's a triad of glaucoma this is firstly raised intraocular pressure, although bear in mind this doesn't always have to be present, and then abnormal disc. So there can be a, a cup-to-disc ratio asymmetry between the right and the left eye. There can be a large cup-to-disc ratio. Next, and this is something really important to bear in mind, there can be neuroretinal rim notching or thinning. So this means where the um, disc um, surrounding the cup atrophies. 
and this leads to characteristic changes. And the main one to bear in mind is the loss of the ISNT rule or the isn't rule. The, the isn't rule states that the optic disc is thicker inferiorly, then superiorly, then nasally, then temporally. And this relationship is obliterated in glaucoma. Finally, there may be disc hemorrhages or nasal displacement of uh, vessels. So that covers the abnormal disc. Finally, there are characteristic visual field defects present in glaucoma. This includes a nasal step, paracentral scotoma, so a blind spot surrounding, but not including the central vision, and an arcuate scotoma, which is a characteristic shape. The important thing to bear in mind is that in chronic forms of glaucoma, there's central vision sparing. And this means that people often don't realize that there's a problem until quite advanced stages. So that covers the glaucoma triad. Let's look more in detail into the specific types of glaucoma. So the first one, which I mentioned earlier, is closed angle glaucoma. This is where the iris is impeding the drainage of uh, the aqueous humor by the canal of Schlem. So these can be primary, i.e. idiopathic, and one mechanism for this is the pupil block mechanism. And this is basically where the iris is next to the lens, which impedes the flow of aqueous humor into the anterior chamber. This causes a buildup of pressure behind the iris, and then the iris bows anteriorly, leading to closure of the angle. So that's pupil block. Next proposed mechanism is the plateau iris. And this is um, a configuration where the ciliary body is relatively anterior and opposes the peripheral iris. And this means that the peripheral iris is pushed forward and then closes the angle and thus um, stopping the drainage of the aqueous humor into the canal of Schlem. So those, that's the primary uh, closed angle glaucoma. Next, we go into the secondary closed angle glaucoma. The first mechanism of this is where the iris or the angle is pulled shut. This is with anterior chamber pathology. The first of these is neovascular, i.e. blood vessels form on the iris, and this leads to um, pulling of the iris and then closure of the angle. This occurs in diabetes and central retinal vein occlusion. The second pulling mechanism is via inflammatory processes. Um, and these can be such as uh, anterior uveitis. This causes the formation of synechia, which are um, adhesions between the iris and the peripheral eyeball. So that covers the pulling pathologies. Next, we'll move on to the pushing pathologies. And these are pathologies in the posterior chamber which push the iris forward. This can be via a large lens, such as in cataract formation, or in lens dislocation, such as in Marfan's. Both of these lead to pushing of the iris by the lens. So let's talk about the clinical features. 
So closed angle glaucoma is usually acute, so it has an acute presentation. And this is an emergency. So it presents with pain, blurred vision, and halos in the sight. And this is caused by corneal edema. Furthermore, on examination, there's a, usually a unilateral red eye, fixed dilated pupil. This is because the iris is um, usually impeded by something. There's corneal edema, which I mentioned earlier, and a shallow anterior chamber. And this may be because the aqueous humor is not allowed to go into the anterior chamber. Emergency treatment is firstly systemic, using uh, carbonic anhydrase inhibitors. Next, topical, um, with beta blockers, steroids, or pilocarpine. And lastly, and this, is, this can occur later, using laser or surgical peripheral iridectomy, or PI. And this can be done bilaterally to prevent any further glaucomas. So that covers closed angle glaucoma, which is the acute, usual acute onset. Next, moving on to open angle glaucoma. So again, the causes can be primary or secondary. So primary open angle glaucoma um, is usually found in Afro-Caribbean elderly uh, men or women who have a thin cornea or might be myopic. Open angle glaucoma can also be caused by pseudo-exfoliation syndrome. This is found in females over 40 who are North European. And this is a systemic condition where a whitish dandruff-like material is deposited all over the body. And it can be deposited on the back of the iris, which leads to roughening of the iris surface. This rubs against the lens and leads to pigment rubbing off and blocking the trabeculae. Pigment dispersion syndrome is where there's release of pigment uh, from the iris, um, which is thought to be caused by posterior bowing of the iris, which rubs against the zonules. Um, and this can be thought of as a reverse pupil block. This is usually found in young myopic males, um, and they may have attacks of increased intraocular pressure after exercise, where the pigment is deposited in the trabeculae. Furthermore, there may be a tumour um, which increases intraocular pressure or it could be steroid-induced as well. So, as I said earlier, it presents with a usually subacute onset, is mostly asymptomatic. It may rarely have the features of closed-angle glaucoma as well. So the treatment is like any chronic uh, illness. There's a period of counselling. Um, and compliance should be assessed. Um, treatment can either be medical or surgical. We normally start off with medical, which is prostaglandins, beta blockers, alpha-2 agonists, and carbonic anhydrase inhibitors. Surgical can be via laser trabeculectomy, uh, surgical trabeculectomy, and also shunt procedures, which route the aqueous humor through a plastic tube to the outside of the eye. So that covers glaucoma. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I hope to see you again.